our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. 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 (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates. This is our podcast about dating and love and stuff. (laughs) Etc. And we're joined. I feel like you should introduce our guest. I feel like it's very important <laughs> that I introduce our our guest. So if you're if you're just joining us, um, you might not know this, but if you're not, welcome back. And Liza, oh my god, I'm, I'm doing a terrible job. Um, you might know this or not know this, but Liza has a very special man in her life, and she has since the beginning of this experiment, where she helped me get back out there, meet the men's, go on the dates, and that special man is her partner. Oh, that sounded so hip. <laughs> her partner, her boyfriend, Jeff. Yes. Yeah. Part- <laughs> I, I say boyfriend. I was like writing Hello. my little. I'm, my little- I'm the partner. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it is a word that that people. I've used it before. Have you? Yeah. I tend to use it around adults. Not 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 like. Yeah. That's like I tend to use it around like people I encounter in jobs. Yeah. Same. At work. Where I'm like, I don't want to be like my boyfriend. You know. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah. Does- it makes it seem more serious. And the word boy, boyfriend, girlfriend just sounds like, oh, we're boyfriend, girlfriend. It sounds very, like, well, young. Exactly. Especially if I need to get out of something. Like, I, you know, I can't come to this because my partner is something or other. It's kind of more legit. <laughs> I, it's funny that we, because I don't think we've ever talked about this, but I do the exact same thing. Where I'm like, oh, go. I have to go to my partner's for Rosh Hashanah or whatever it is. Rosh Hashanah and my partner. Well, I do it a lot for Jewish holidays because... Everyone knows I'm not Jewish because of my last name. Mm-hmm. So to be like, to legitimize me not going places on Jewish holidays, I got to drop the P word. Yeah. The P word. I like sense. it. Well, yeah. I also, I think I was just writing for my little side gig job, like wedding articles where I have to be really careful to say partner. So that was really weird, but I'm glad we had this conversation. So to get out of Same. things, say partner. <laughs> Hot tips. Uh, but yeah, thanks for being here, Jeff. Sure, sure thing. Yes, thank yeah. you, Jeff. I know, like, you know, this has been a part of your life for longer than you've probably liked. Um, it's been great. I, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's start with some, um, some hard-hitting questions. Jeff, wow. your real honest opinion, what, what are your thoughts and feelings on what the fuck Liza and I have been up to the past year? It's going on a year, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, guys, this is our 50th episode. Oh. Wait. Oh. So yeah. is this the second to last episode? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but maybe we should explain to any new listeners why we're talking so randomly about dating, not about a particular date of 51. That's Shall a great we? idea. So we were doing an experiment. I'm going to give just the quick bullet points. We were doing an experiment. Kimmy was going to go on 51 first dates, but she met a really great guy at date 13 and she wasn't totally sure she wasn't totally like in it all the way so she kept going on dates she went on 32 first dates and then she was like oh wait date 13 is a gem i'm gonna lock it down and we're gonna 
morph this podcast into like a general dating experiment. We're currently in the process of recruiting new daters who we're going to debut in mid-September. Oh. So come back. Yeah. Are you interested in new daters? Yeah. You're going to be one interested? of them. Yes. <laughs> no. Totally. I'm um, definitely interested. So yeah, that's where we're at. If this is the first episode you're listening to, it might be great to go back and start from the beginning, but also it might be great to stick around with us and just hear all the shit we have to say. And yeah, this is the first time Jeff Liza's partner has ever been on the pod. So this is a really special day. I'm glad it's for number 50. Feels feels right. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Even though I feel like number 51 should be our like celebratory episode because of mm-hmm. the title of the podcast, i.e. like when we were doing that giveaway and we were giving away $50 to like, we were doing a whatever, a giveaway to for people to go on a date. And our one of our lovely sound guys, Manny, was like, why don't you make it $51? I was like, we were just like, oh, this is a good idea. Point. Yeah. 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 We should start that contest again because yes, everyone wants $51, including sure. us. I would love I it. I would take $51. Yeah. Unsurprising. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Today we're going to chat. Okay. We're going to do a little bit of like a mixed bag episode today. We're going to chat with Jeff and then we're going to do like a female bag part three, which is you know, just a mailbag, but it's a plan words. And <laughs> read a roundup of first date stories and uh, a couple other just listener emails that are pertinent to topics we've been talking about recently. Yeah, but like, you know, we don't always get, you know, men's on this podcast. So I'm going to bring it back to Jeff. What are your thoughts and feelings on, on, on this or dating <laughs> Or just dating in general. I'm dating in general. Like, what are your friends up to? Like, I think, like, what are what are Hmm. your takes on it? Wow. Um, So, I mean, a lot of my friends are in relationships at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say like three or four years ago, that wasn't as true. So, I don't really like talk to as many men anymore that are like actively dating. Um, It's kind of nice, actually, Uh, being on the other side of that. You. I don't know. You see, it's it can be very stressful. It can be fun, too, but it's, like, kind of an always-on, like, activity. You're constantly, like, setting up your next date and, um, you know, getting ready for to meet, to meet a total stranger, which is already kind of, like, you know, a thing. Um, so, yeah. And, like, having to take physical care of yourself. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Putting on, like, actual clothes and, like, having stuff to say to somebody. <laughs> Uh, all that stuff, you know. Um, Jeff, you totally missed the apps, right? You and Liza both never were on apps. No, you were on apps. I or you were on was brief. Okay, yeah. So I was on. I was on apps. Uh, I was on. I was on. What was I on? Oh, <laughs> I was on OkCupid okay uh, very briefly back in 2013, maybe when I was living in Ithaca, New York. And oh, um, sorry, yeah. what, what was that like in Ithaca? It's well, gorgeous. Um, it is, it is, it is gorgeous. <laughs> and um, I mean, you know, I was looking for a lady friend, and uh, don't oh, don't say, don't say lady friend. <laughs> oh, god, that's vile. That's like I what a 70 year old friend. man with like a seven tie for and a, a female bar. companion, <laughs> <Jesus Christ. No. laughs> someone to take me bowling no, 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 and, and then take me again. shopping. Um, no, so, uh, I mean, it, it was sort of weird, you know, um, you're, I did not like it overall. That would be kind of like my headline thing was like, it was not, it was not my cup of tea. Um, uh, 
Because, like, I would get very, like, deep into, like, someone's whole backstory before I'd even met them and, like, build up all this stuff in my head. And, like, we'd be writing messages back and forth to each other. And uh, and then the conversation would just end. Mm. And that was always kind of a bummer. That happened a bunch of times. I met, uh, you know, I went on a few dates and nothing that really was, that, that clicked. Um, and, like, it was a small dating pool yeah it was not a big town in Ithaca because it's yeah. a it's like a big college town but like I think such hope you weren't dating you were only like 24 so it wouldn't no, have been that a little older. yeah Whatever. 26 but some, oh yeah, okay I know what yeah. year it is um yeah my brother had that issue in Richmond where he was like a lot of like the college it was a lot of like it was just a different dating scene than New York and like the people would still be in college and you'd have to just like and he was yeah. like young 20s so you had to just well, like think so, about that Exactly. And like, so the, the people I was meeting were like, maybe doctoral students or like, just random people living in Ithaca. Like I didn't, yeah, I didn't go on any dates with college students. Um, but it was, yeah, it was a weird place in some ways. Like, it seemed like a lot of people in Ithaca had moved there with like their spouse and children. Um mm-hmm. uh, I, So either you were in college and like in the Cornell or Ithaca college scene, or you were kind of like, you kind of had a family. It was it was not a great dating scene. It doesn't sound like um, it. And it was honestly one of the reasons I left Ithaca. Like, you know, it just wasn't a place that I felt like I could be for a long time because yeah, it just didn't seem like a place for someone in their mid-20s. Yeah, I feel like I've heard this also from other friends, like a friend who lived in Burlington, Vermont, which is also like a great city. Really cute, really fun. Like I went to visit him there. And, like, it's lovely, but it's small. And he was basically just like, yeah, everyone. And he dates, he's a a man who dates men. So he was like, okay, the dating pool is small. Like, the gay dating pool is tiny. Mm. Like, he was basically like, I've gone on dates with everyone who I've seen on any of the dating apps already. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. that's it. There's, you know, that's, that's what exists. And wait, I love that Jeff moved to, like, the best place ever for a straight single male, New York. And then... (laughs) Um, your friend moved to West someone. Hollywood, which is a great place for men dating yeah. men. So yes, both of them LOL. were strategic. It's really true. Straight women can move to Menver, like, but it's true. Is like it, that, it, it's a part is of New life. York. Not a good place for women to date. Well, that's like the uh, whole question of this podcast. Wait, no, it is not a question, Liza. Wait, <laughs> Jeff. No, I mean it's not. It but is like it is it statistically okay. terrible. Is it though? <laughs> <laughs> but okay. I have no idea. Wait, what are the statistics again? What is it like? Just like the male the, to female ratio. I don't know what they are exactly, but like we are at a huge disadvantage just um, quantity wise. If you're a straight mm-hmm. woman looking to date a straight gotcha. man, yeah. Uh, so even if it's like a couple percentage points difference, it still will. You'll feel that. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. And just my my like you know not quantitative qualitative data from the dudes I've dated in New York. So many of them moved out of New York and then were ready to settle down or like got mm. there. Like I think a lot of the thing where like sometimes again this is a stereotype, but it has been researched a bit. Like you know that certain men sometimes want to like get to a certain point in their life before they feel ready to fully settle down. And again, this is lumping it in because like Jeff, I know you. I feel like. This doesn't apply to you, but certain men and certain men who maybe got used to some of the like, I can get what I want in New York. I don't want to settle down. I want, or I want to get this much in a salary before set, settling down. Or that, like, that happens a lot. That doesn't happen a lot in New York. People are always going, 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 and not ready to settle mm-hmm. down. So I think that's part of it too. Yeah. I'm not saying it can't happen. I have 
friends who have met. I have, but my friends in relationships also are in relationships where it's like, why the f aren't you engaged yet? Any other city, mm-hmm. you would already be engaged. You've been dating for like. Not, yeah. not you guys, not included. Sorry, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Kimmy. Jesus, Kimmy. I'm not. I'm thinking of what like, are you, my mother? No, you knew each other from before, though. Like that, I'm thinking yeah. of people yeah. who purely met within like New York City life. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a delayed timeline, but that's just again, that that is not scientific. That is Dr. Kimmy. Totally scientific. No, well, I think there is a lot to the fact of like it's hard not to overeat at a buffet. Right? It's like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> just putting it in terms Jeff can understand. Uh, no. <laughs> like, there's... I do love a good buffet. <laughs> um, so, like, there's, you know, all of these straight single men, whatever, coming to New York. And it's, like, a city filled with, like, beautiful, intelligent, like, badass, like, cool women. And it's... And, you know, who who generally, like, are open to kind of, like dating hooking up like they're not you know often in our early 20s like not looking for something serious in the way that people in their early 20s might be outside of new york but i think there comes a shift where like there's a point where you have to leave the buffet mm-hmm. <laughs> i think or you're gonna die hmm. you might eat too much general so's chicken you might <laughs> why is this a chinese buffet well they head? i feel like at any buffet there's always general so's chicken <laughs> that's you true. know what i mean there's that's just some, a that's some qualitative data that <laughs> jeff's a, dropping dr right there. jeff yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, Though I, I haven't done the dating here, um, you kind of reminded me of this, Jeff, when you said you'd see people from like the college scene because it's funny people who yeah. are saying. Obviously, I haven't done the dating here in LA, um, but it, some friends are like on the apps and seeing like people from our class and like they're liking each other, but it's weird because we're all in like school together and like a three hundred and fifty mm. person program, so that's interesting. But I would say just based on. I think LA, and I know I haven't done it. I've gone on only one date here ever, and that was date number five of the podcast. And he was lovely. I think it might be even harder than New York here, only because it seems like being in different neighborhoods is even more of a struggle here. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah it's hard to get. It's it's like that extra step harder well, to get out when you're like, oh, it's this long in traffic and this yeah. person's not in my neighborhood and it's not, you know, like, I mean, and I could be stereotyping, but I don't think people in LA are known for their persistence, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, never mind. Oh, like I could go on a date or I could just like hit the waves, bro. <laughs> exactly. like, is that what you're saying? It just, maybe it's the people I know from LA. No, but, no, no. I think you're, yeah. you're, you're dead off. <laughs> but though I do keep telling, Ooh, my voice cracked. I'm a teenage boy. <laughs> I do keep telling like the girls in my MBA program. First of all, like, our 35% women class, it's a great place to meet men. You know, a lot of them are oh. in relationships now, but I'm sure in a year they won't be. Mm. But um, so I I don't know. Not that you should ever go to business school just to meet a man, but I'm like, damn, this is like a, a pool of eligibles. Or soon. No, but I think <laughs> <laughs> that was a great advertisement to not go to business school yeah. to meet a man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Of a and lot like of a eligibles. Great way to make um, day 13 even more. Nervous? No, not. No, I mean, he's too much of a job. I think that. I mean, I think there's a big thing about like it's easier to meet people in communities, whether it's like school, work, your fucking yeah sports oh, team well, that you do. Like, yeah, in I mean, acting class. I just think yeah. it's hard. It can be hard when you're just doing app dating. Yeah, because app dating, it seems like I obviously haven't done it, but just from like experiences with like you and this podcast and everyone else, like it feels like app dating is its own beast and like. It's very different from 
like I have told a story on the podcast probably, but like I'll tell it again that like Jeff and I went to college together and I had like a light crush on him in college, even though I really didn't know him well. I just like thought he was cute and nice. And, uh, and like when he, you know, reached out to me like many years later when he moved to New York, when I hadn't talked to him, I was like, oh, I always liked this person. I always thought he was like kind of a cutie. Like, Mm-hmm. I'll hang out with him. And it was, but like, that was already done. Like, yeah. that was already established from me knowing him for three years, even though I didn't know him well at all. Like, so much of that work was done. Yeah, it's true. And it's because we met in a community of some kind, you know? It's just right. easier. Yeah. Which is where I can see people doing app dating. Sorry to bring it back to something Jeff said, which I've said a million times before, but I'm going to say it because I think the key to app dating is to not get too invested or like, talkative with each other before you get on the date but I can see the impulse to want to because you want that thing where it's like oh we like this there's something there already and that's why I'm gonna spend a night with you right well like and in my mind it was like so much effort and like nervousness to like go like meet them in person I I think what I wanted was like some sense that it was going to be a good date in advance, which who knows if that's even realistic, but that's yeah. kind of thing. No, I, I, about it. I think that's really realistic for even like dating where you before apps when you'd meet someone at a bar because you like even if in person it was totally different in like the light of the evening that's not 2 a.m. like or whatever, it would still mm-hmm. be like, oh, we had something. I was like semi excited. I said yes to this, you know, whereas an mm-hmm. app can feel mm-hmm. super random and based on algorithms but that's why i think you attack app dating with something like an experiment and you get really just like i'm gonna do it and you just go on the date early and then you know know how to get out of it if it's really terrible but i don't know totally i'm tooting totally my own our own horn right now but i'm just kind of like maybe that's the key is to treat app dating like a totally different kind of dating like fucking yeah i mean that's it that's definitely the problem is like some (sighs) It's it's easy when you've got Yeah, that is that's the right attitude. I mean, I think like some people and this is not a judgment, but are like are so desperate to meet somebody because like, you know, who doesn't want a romantic relationship? So it can be hard to see it like in a mm-hmm. more like dispassionate way. It it's so easy for it to take on like all the significance and all the stress and anxiety and stuff. At least in my opinion. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, you're right. Experience. You're right. And we had talked about, we had someone a couple of weeks ago who is a life coach who was talking about how, you know, it's it's basically so easy to take any kind of rejection in dating land as like a confirmation of your worst fears about yourself. Yeah. And so I yeah, think yeah. it's it can also be hard to go into dating and not be like, oh, cool, this has proven my bad feelings mm-hmm. about myself, which obviously, spoiler, it's untrue. Like that, no one else can really do that mm-hmm. <laughs> for you. But... Yeah, I mean, it is – I think it's really hard to, like, disassociate. But I think it is, like, helpful to see app dating as, like, somewhat of a fun thing. Of, like, I get to meet someone who I have no idea they're unique and they're their own kind of unicorn. Even if we don't hit it it off, they Mm -hmm. have, like, a whole set of experiences. Like, I get to spend an hour with someone who I have no nothing about, you know? Totally. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's exactly the right way to to try to approach it. And one of my friends um, who used to do a lot of app-based dating, uh, you know, it's sort of at the time I was like, wow, you are an asshole. But then I realized, wait, actually, this makes a ton of sense. So he would be like, he'd set something up that was very like, we're going to have a drink and it's going to be like, whatever, however he would set up the date would be like very easy to get out of it very quickly. Mm -hmm. For him? For him or for her. I mean, basically, 
you know, in other words, not dinner, not whatever, just like, and at a super casual place, um, because he was going on a lot of these yeah. dates, you know, and that way it was very like low stress, which is like, hey, let's catch up, let's grab a drink, blah, 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 keeping it like super, super casual. Yeah. Um, that's which, yeah, I would say that's the move. Like, totally. for anyone, for people who don't feel like they need to pay for someone's dinner when they're a stranger, not that anyone has to pay for anyone, blah, 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 that's another conversation, but, <laughs> or for people oh who don't want to invest their night, like, I wish, we've talked about yeah. it, we wish there was an app where, like, there was, like, a time check-in where you each secretly, like, went to the bathroom and said, I want to keep staying here or not, and then you just, like, learned, <laughs> and then you just both, like, exited, like, it's and a little bit. And you've got a push notification that says, fuck you, leave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got, you got a push notification that was, like, it might be. You might not be on the same page or whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it would only alert you if you both weren't on the same page and then you could, like, laugh with each other and say peace yeah. out. I don't know. Well, you just got to gotta have the, like, the Larry David school of social interaction, which is like, okay, I think we're done. Like, I think we've had, I think this is this has been good. And I don't think you we're need gonna, to have that We're going to leave now. This is a fundamental no, disagree- is disagreement of Jeff and my entire relationship <laughs> is, like, is it okay to just be like... Great, I'm bye. <laughs> and I'm well, like, no, because we're humans and you have to be polite. And he's like, it is polite. <laughs> I mean, I think it, I think it can be. Obviously, I'm being a little silly, but like, it can be polite or not polite. It can be kinder to be like kinder to just forward. be like, look, like, let's not like whatever. Like, this isn't, you know. I, I think we're good. <laughs> let's go. Well, honestly, especially later into dating, when people we get so many messages and posts in the secret mm-hmm. Facebook group, which you all should join, um, about like ghosting or semi-ghosting or what is ghosting or just feelings being hurt like sometimes when you don't just like try to articulate it in some sort of polite way uh it's really confusing and more yeah yeah right that's exactly what i'm talking about it's like people like the usually the alternative is to just say nothing and not respond Mm -hmm. or to be like yeah to pretend you're interested and then the other person goes home thinking like, wow, what a great date. And you were pretending the whole time. And then they're confused as to why you never follow up as opposed to just saying like, I mean, I don't know. I'm <laughs> This is very speculative because uh, I've, I've only seen this done in uh, television and film. But I think, you know, you could say basically like, hey, this is uh, this was this didn't work. I don't know. You would never say that in person. I wouldn't say You would never. You wouldn't. But you wouldn't. I might say it in a text or a message or something. I probably yeah. couldn't say it in person. I feel like you tough. would do that. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, I've talked about this plenty on the podcast, but Jeff is, like, the person who taught me that, like, you should just say what you're feeling because it's easier. <laughs> yeah, I it mean, can be. Yeah. It was a, a grimy job for him. He really had to just <laughs> but Jeff- take a nice pick and just chisel those feelings out of me. But... <laughs> Jeff, I have a question. So early on yeah. and going back to the time in this dating experiment where, where I was like really valuing myself on if I got asked on a second date, no matter how I felt about the date. But mm-hmm. I got a couple like a, like times where guys would be like, I've had I, I had such a nice night or like text it that night. And that was like the kiss of death. That was like, nope. They like it became this pattern where when people would say something like that or or lean in for the first kiss, like sometimes that was would, a lie. Yeah, yeah, they were like feeling guilty about not thinking that it was a connection, and so instead of just saying that, they said the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> um. Super. I, I mean, I I do understand where that comes from, but you yeah, do. that's really yeah. frustrating. I feel like would you do that? Do you think, or would you just not say anything? Or be like, that was um, fun. Probably at some point in my life, I would have done that, mm-hmm. but um. Well, I mean, now it's all hypothetical because I have my partner sitting right beside me. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, Hypothetical. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I would try not to do that for sure. I mean, I don't think that's a great way, like, to – 
you know, I mean, it's basically a lie. Like, yeah. And like, it's okay yeah. to say it at the end of the night, but sometimes when like the text at the end of the night, but then again, the time that happened the most well, aggressively, I got a text like a month ago from date number four or whatever it was being like, I was in a weird place. Did you ever go to business school? So shit is weird. Anyway. Well, that's the thing too, is like, it's that whole thing. And I'm going to misquote something that's honestly probably just an Instagram quote to begin with, but it's like, or Need it's to change, like, you know? Totally. Honestly, it might be like a Gandhi quote in real life or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, listeners, if any of you like know what quote I'm kind of talking about, like email us or, you know, join the secret Facebook group and correct me. But it's that thing of like, you know, everyone's fighting a battle you don't know anything about. And I think that's a factor, too, of like, you yeah. go, you meet someone for an hour, an hour and a half or whatever that you have no idea what's happening in their life. And like, Kimmy, you faced this so much in early dates where you were like, I don't want to tell people I just lost my mom because I don't want to talk about it to them. Yeah. But like, also, it feels weird to not say that. Also, because, it feels yeah. weird to this. But yeah. it's like, these guys were going into dates with you having no idea you were going through this intense thing. And I think that's just the case with everyone. It's like, you just have no idea yeah. where they're at. So anything that doesn't work, like... Sure, it could be because there's no connection. That happens most of the time. Like, you don't romantically connect with, hopefully, more than, you know, <laughs> a couple percents of people that you meet in life because that would be overwhelming. But, like, hmm. you you only connect with romantically with a small percentage of people. And, like, even if there is a connection, sometimes we've talked about this, like, timing stuff where you meet someone when they're in, like, a weird, dark place or, like... Like, I do feel like I really met Jeff at, like, the perfect time in my life. Like, even though I was dating someone else. Like, it, <laughs> like, it was a time <laughs> – it was a time in my life that I was, like, feeling really good about myself and happy and, like, fulfilled. And, like, I was going to therapy and I was really, like I, – I, I it was this first time in my life I felt like I had any self-confidence. So I think that, like – and Jeff and I have talked about this before. Like, what if we had dated in college and we were both like, it would have been a disaster. Oh, yeah. Total disaster. We would have fucked it up so hard. <laughs> that's so we interesting. What oh, do you yeah. think – so you, you guarantee you wouldn't – that's so interesting. You probably wouldn't be together now. I mean, oh, like, definitely not. Yeah. I guess that was a disaster. Unless yeah. we broke up and got back together. Yeah. Right. I mean, the thing is, like, uh, I, yeah, we – I think we've both grown so much since then. Um I mean, look, it's possible we would have, like, figured it out, but, you know, my 20s were very, like, interesting in terms of trying to figure out who I am and, like, how to, you know, be uh, be a person. Yeah, and it's just, you know, I think it's... It's hard to do with when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, like... I complained my whole life. I am so grateful I was single forever. Honestly, I'm not just saying that to like self-deprecate, but like, fuck. I feel like I learned a lot about myself. I don't know. I like, I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I weirdly am very totally. happy just for whatever, for me. It doesn't have to be for everyone. I no, also I, envy that I haven't like had more relationship experience now trying to be in one, but like, I really feel like uh, something, maybe it's just age, but some, I don't know. I've seen friends get out of relationships recently and they've always been in them. And I just like, I'm glad I like got to figure some shit out about myself on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's easier to do when you're young, I think. Although there's like, you can do it any time in your life. Go to therapy. That's true. Yeah. That's this podcast sponsored by therapy. But you know, like. <laughs> Well, the other like, yeah. 
Uh, oh, I just had a thought and it just went away. That's I guess like, I had a couple whiskeys, but uh, therapy, whiskey, therapy, podcast, microphones. Uh, <laughs> Is that your second whiskey? Did you refill your whiskey? I did. Your oh, dad gave me some more. Bourbon. Single independent. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember now. So, so the idea was like, um, you know, it's really hard to change significantly in a relationship, though I think it gets easier as you get older because you probably learn more about yourself. Mm. And so you're perhaps changing in less fundamental ways, but also um, you, I think you develop more skills at being in a relationship. And so you can manage that change more easily. So like, that's just not something that was like in my set of skills as a 21 year old, you know, like to gracefully mature and like do that with a partner. Like, no, didn't, it was not going to happen. Yeah, like I feel like it's almost like building a house. Mm -hmm. Like without you got to build the foundation and then, you know, you can't be fucking picking out curtains when there's no foundation. This is this metaphor is making that, any that, sense. <laughs> 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 went off the rails, but, but I hear what you're saying. You know, yeah. like it's like it's <laughs> there's certain things like I've said and I just said and I've said a billion times on this podcast is that like you really helped me like learn how to express my feelings unapologetically or like not feel bad about them. Like what, early when we were dating, I feel like I was I would be feeling things, and you would you could sense something was wrong or something was oh, off, you and you had to me. drag it yeah. out of me, and you had to be like, just tell me, just talk, and I would say something, and you'd be like, that's it, like it's not a big deal, like mm -hmm. you made it a big mm -hmm. deal, like and like stuff like that, and it, like that's the thing is I feel like being really close to another person can really make you grow, but it's hard if you don't have like certain things if you don't have like a lot of self-awareness and understanding about certain things, yeah. not that I was so self-aware and so fucking, I was not, you know, yeah. like a Zen monk coming into our relationship, well. but I've been in therapy for like <laughs> three or four years. And I had like worked a lot on a lot of the issues I had with self-confidence and self-doubt. And like, without having done that work with my therapist, yeah. I think I would have really fucked up our relationship. hundred percent. I mean, and this is something that, um, my therapist told me. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, fucking New York piece of shit right now. <laughs> um, was that, is that like, it's often, you often get into relationships with people um, who happen to have like almost the mirror image of your neuroses. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> so like, like there are obviously lots of things that go into like why people get into relationships, a lot of them very positive. But one thing that also tends to happen is like, the person that you're with is like, so your buttons, like whatever they are, like that person's going to push them. Not even like knowing that they're pushing them, but just for whatever reason, that's how our psychology works. So it's really hard. Yeah. In I, the same way that you're, you're like sexually attracted to someone who has the opposite immune system as you, because you subconsciously want to pass on. Because you have no immune system. Because I literally was born <laughs> with that one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, because you want to submit, you want to submit. What the fuck is that? <laughs> you want to give the best immune system possible to your like future offspring in theory. So like the people you find attractive, like their smell, like the pheromones, whatever. It's really like your immune systems. And Again, like Darwin. Right? It's like you're looking for someone but what, who has different immunities as you because you want to like combine everything into the best package. And mm. I like what Jeff said 
because it makes full circle sense to like a lot of the even not full relationships I was in like and the reasons mm. I had trouble getting over them like we talked about last week with endings like because it was like just confirmation bias too because I was seeking out people who were confirming these stories I told myself which is what we talked about with Cara Lowenthal two episodes I don't know it's just all making sense like I like that your therapist mm. told you that too Jeff and not just mine to me to make my yeah, yeah. story make more sense because no I think you know? it's a true a truth yeah. yeah it feels like a truth hmm Hmm. Truths. <laughs> truths, yeah. Truths. <laughs> On that note, should we get into some truths from our listeners? Totally. Um, do you want to read one first? Do you want me to read one? Jeff, you want to read one? We have a couple. Oh, you know sure. what? Let's start with this. Okay. We had someone write in. Last week, we talked about endings, which the title sounded really dramatic. It wasn't an, a dramatic Jesus, episode. We just yeah. didn't want to say breakups because it was like... Sometimes in modern relationships and half relationships and situationships, it's not a breakup. It's like an ending. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but we talked a little bit about cheating and when that contributes to endings. And we had had some, some questions about cheating. So we put out a call to people and asked um, uh, for someone who have been had, had been on both sides of cheating to write in and like explain a little bit about that situation. So we got a, a great email from a listener who really shared like some really great stuff. So we're going to start with that. Yeah. Do you you want me to read it? Yeah, go for it. You know what's interesting is I actually haven't read it yet. So this will be me reading something I haven't read yet. But I kind of like it. Yeah, totally. And so this this listener, I almost said reader. Oh boy, it's been a day. uh, Wrote in. So I've been on both ends of the cheating spectrum. Both stories are kind of long. Sorry. No need to apologize. When I was cheated. Sorry, uh, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Editor's note. Back to listener. Uh, When I was cheated on, it was in a long-term on-and-off relationship. The whole thing was six years. We had five starts in that time. I found out that that during the third on period, he was cheating and had cheated on me in both both of the previous relationships, which were long distance, like during, I think, those other on periods. He said he needed space to figure out why he was doing this when he cared about me so much. At the time, I believed him. I was so crazy in love with him, I was willing to give him whatever he needed. A few weeks later, we hung out, slept together, and decided it was time to get back together. Two weeks after that, we were hanging out and things seemed weird, but I let it slide. We ended up having sex, and the second we were done, he said, I haven't cheated on you yet, but I think I'm going to. God. I called it then and there because it was so hurtful. Good for you. Two years passed where we didn't speak. Then we ran into each other at a party. Fucking parties. That's me. (laughs) He told me he still loved me and how he realized how stupid he was. He claimed he had changed. We dated for several months without any indication that he'd gone back to his old ways. Until I ran to his roommate at a club. He, the roommate, fucking clubs, drunkenly came up to me and said, Oh my god, I love you so much. You're too good for him. I can't believe he'd cheat on you. He's such an idiot. Obviously, I was concerned hearing this, but the roommate was a notorious gossip and often got his facts wrong. So instead of freaking out, I asked my boyfriend why his roommate thought he was cheating. At which point, he freaked out. He started yelling about how I don't trust him and our relationship will never work if I'm accusing him of things all the time. I reminded him that I didn't accuse him. I asked why his roommate thought that he was a cheater. He tried to cover it up by saying, I wouldn't ask that if I didn't believe it. Sorry, I think I'm losing my track. But okay, here we go. He maintains that he wasn't cheating, but I knew the girl and she confirmed it when I asked about it. She said she didn't know we were together at the time and that he said we weren't, which I fully believe. Oh, this dude. Ew. He was really a manipulative person and loved um, to have someone waiting in the wings. Looking back, I'm super grateful mm. he couldn't trust me and ended things. So I guess he ended things. I might have like mixed there that was part a, up. There were some quotes there. He quote unquote couldn't trust me. Yeah. So I can just hear that coming out of that. That was yeah. total 
it's in quotation marks. Yep. Um, it took me a long time to realize I wasn't responsible for his behavior. Okay. Oh. But then this gets uh more serious, and oh, yeah, then her, the yeah, other time she was on the other side, right? So when she was on the other side of cheating, the story of me cheating happened during a dark period in my life. I was sexually assaulted when I was twenty. Very sorry. Mm. About nine months later, I started dating a close but new friend. Um, you know those people who just instantly get you? He was the first guy I felt comfortable and safe with after that. And I mistook those platonic feelings for romantic ones, and I basically convinced him we should date. It was less, less than a month in, and at a party I hooked up with another guy I knew. I immediately felt horrible and told the guy I was dating. He knew what I'd been going through, so he forgave me and said we could work it through. Mm. I knew as soon as he said it that I'd done it to get out of the relationship, which I hadn't realized when I did it. So I had to confront mm. the real reasons I cheated, and we had a long talk. Luckily, he's an amazing person who actually cared about me, and we were able to stay friends. Wow. Thanks for reading. I love the pod. Oh, that's her. Thank you. Thank you for writing and being so yeah. uh, transparent. Yeah, and so upfront about, like, all of the stuff you've gone through. That's all really, like – I mean, so much of that is so hard to hear, and I'm so sorry you had to have all these experience cause, experiences because it's just so, yeah, sad, and I hope you're okay and <laughs> doing okay with recovering from all of these, like, really tough things. Um, but also I just think such a good example of, like, yeah, cheating I think is so much about the person who cheats. You know, Mm -hmm. and, like, where they are at. Yeah. And just that, like, I think we were, like, just talking really generally about cheating and realized we shouldn't have veered into, like, cheating without dedicating more, like, viewpoints or, like, time to it. But just that, like, every cheating is different. Every person is different. Every situation is different. Um, There's no, like, you're a bad person if you cheat. Like... Like, cheating is not great, but, you know, and another thing I think this confirms is, like, just being honest. I feel like 80% of the, like, things that we talk about in this podcast could be solved by being a little more open and honest. Because it looks like she was about her cheating, whereas this other guy's cheating, he was not. And, like, look at the different outcomes, you know? Totally. That's very wise. Yeah, Yeah, it's interesting, too, where she says uh, she knew as soon as – as he said it, that she'd done it to get out of the relationship, which she didn't realize when she had cheated, which I thought was like, that was interesting. But you're, you know. Yeah, that's sometimes like. You're not, you're cheating, you don't know why, basically. Totally. Like, I think sometimes it's, like I said, like it's, there's so many factors that go into that. And again, I will refer everyone to one of my favorite podcasts, Esther Perel's podcast, How Should We Begin? <laughs> which is basically couples counseling sessions that you listen to. And a lot of them have to do with cheating. And she's like a specialist in cheating and infidelity. She wrote a book about it. Like she talks to a lot of couples who are going through recovery after cheating. And she does talk a ton about like cheating is about often the person who cheats insecurities and finding them validated or like finding needs fulfilled in places that aren't your relationship. And yeah, it's a thing where, like, I think it happens because people are not in close enough touch with themselves and, like, with their, you know, partners. And mm-hmm. But it's – but, yeah, it's really complicated and it's really easy to judge and it's really easy to not know the whole story. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that story again Thank to you our so listener. much, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, we'll probably do a full episode at some point about cheating. Like, maybe we'll find somebody who's an expert and, and like – 
dive into that. Jeff just pointed at his at himself. <laughs> that was a joke. That's a great so, joke. I'm sad it was cool, like not cool, cool. Homie. <laughs> I'm sad I missed it. We're, we're that was a private audio. gesture. That was a private inside joke. Uh, that was a really yeah, good joke. Oh my never, god. Thankfully, LOL. never been cheated on and never cheated, but. That's Definitely. I mean, like anybody else, it's a big fear of mine. It's terrifying. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. For everyone. I mean, I literally can't. And there's just like, I, I mean, I like trust you so completely and I have no fears about this with you. But like, it is literally like the thought of being betrayed like that. It's horrible. Is like. Yeah. Yeah. So insane. It's like the person you trust the most in the world saying like, oops, like. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. No, I don't like it. It makes me want to break up my long distance relationship right now. I don't. I don't. Nope. Wow. Uh oh. Nope. The fear of it is too much. <laughs> you know what? We're all gonna have a second bourbon or a third bourbon <laughs> or a first bourbon or a first bourbon. And, then- and you know what? I'm gonna go starting the dates again. Just kidding. This is all. No. Just kidding. I I it's- have lots of trust too. It's just fucking scary. Like when you think about the reality of it, it's really yeah tough. It's scary. I'm scared of that, and I don't have any like trust issues at all with. Like, mm-hmm. my, you know, I think I don't have trust issues with, like, in my past. So I don't have – I, like, trust Jeff completely. It's just – it's, like, the scariest thing. It's the same way we're all afraid of people we're, we love and being close to, like, being injured or dying. It's just something Actually, that happens and you're scared. Like, so the one kind of cheating experience was – so I um, I had sort of tentatively uh, – someone I was dating in college and I kind of tentatively broke up and – uh, we kind of like we were going to think about things. And then she hooked up with somebody like that night. And that it wasn't cheating, right? Because it was like we had kind of broken up, but it definitely hurt. Like it did not feel good. It was a Ross and Rachel thing of like we were on a break. Yeah, were you um, on a break? What's tentative breaking up? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was a break, but it was like a it was not like a long term break. It was like a, you know, we're going to evaluate things. We're going to we're going to come back with some, you know, new, uh, I don't know. We're going to revisit the situation. It was very like the UN kind of thing. It was like a week, you know, there was a week break kind of thing. Oh, you guys set a time limit of kind, like. I don't remember how explicit what it was, but it was like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to revisit this shortly. Uh, we're going to cool off kind of thing. And what, what were um, there parameters on it? Sorry. I'm like being so technical where I'm sorry. That <laughs> sounds like it sucks. No, I mean, that's the thing is we, there weren't really parameters okay. on it. Like, but it was, I guess it was kind of implied that we weren't exclusive anymore, but I, it, it was well, more just that the makes fact it that hard. Like, her first impulse was to go out. And in retrospect, I understood like, okay, I get why someone would do that. But at the time it was kind of pissed off. No, I feel like actually not defining it. Like painful. had you both been like, we're going to, we're allowed to hook up with other people explicitly, then it would be more just like still enormously yeah. painful. I mean, I've been enormously hurt when people I've liked started dating other people, and we had nothing exclusive going sure. on. Sure, like yeah, but yeah, I mean, that's we're tough. yeah, totally. I'll kill her. Who is she? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's totally, like ten yeah. years or not ten years ago, eight years ago at this point, but it stings. Yeah, I mean, my my like big high school crush when he started dating somebody I was friends with, I. Like, Where is he? I'll almost kill him. threw myself off a bridge. <laughs> dramatic, a very dramatic moment in my sixteen-year-old life, or whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we're gonna we're gonna talk more about cheating and hopefully like do an episode about it. Yeah. Aren't you guys mm. excited talking about cheating? So uplifting. Oh my god, it makes just? your weeks better. <laughs> um. um okay. okay. Let's do another one. Do uh, we, should we do see. some worst first dates? Yes. Let's do some worst first. We have some great ones backlogged. So let me see. 
Let me see. Oh my gosh, does it. Jeff have a worst first date? <gasps> do you have you do you have a worst first date that you've been on? That's a good question. Hmm. Do you have a worst first date that I've been on? Not really. Um I, I usually dated people that I knew in my life, so it wasn't like I didn't I didn't have a lot of like first dates where I was meeting the person for the first time. I probably had I don't know, a handful of them. Right. Um, I mean, there there were some that were awkward. Uh, I did like a, I did a speed dating thing in Ithaca. (laughs) 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 Where you, you go to like, you go to a bar. So one of my friends in Ithaca was like, uh, all right, we're going to do this. And I was like, fine. So you basically sit at a table and people, it's like a kind of like revolving clock or whatever and and sort of every five minutes or something someone sits so the person you're uh, talking to stands up and moves to the next person and so on so you have like whatever 20 conversations and like it was actually kind of fun it was very strange um but it actually was kind of interesting because it's like it's almost like a like a rorschach test for like is there a just a weird like connection (laughs) like because you don't you don't have any time bachelorette sure I don't know. You've never seen uh, yeah. that. <laughs> I guess, yeah. It, it, you're just sort of like you're talking about bullshit for like you know a few minutes, and then at the end of it, you have to kind of write down on a piece of paper like who it is that you'd want to continue talking to, and then the organizers would put you in touch. So you go purely based on instinct, and uh, so there was something cool to that. Wait, I guess it sounds like it solves a lot of the problems of wasting a whole night on a stranger that people yeah. complain about. Also, totally. it sounds a little bit like our faux app where you, like, get a third party involved. Wait, Liza, totally. should we host a speed dating event for our I was just, Oh, my God. Can we? I was also <laughs> just going to say one of the new daters, we have to send them to a speed dating thing. Oh, big time. Talk okay. about something I've only seen on movies or TV. Like, well, I've yeah, never, I didn't know this like, happened still, but I wanted to. So it has a very, like, kind of geeky or, like, silly kind of... Uh, connotation I think like I wouldn't have done it unless like this friend of mine was like we're going and he didn't even give me a choice but it it was really fun and because the thing is like even if you don't make a connection it's still it's a five minute conversation and like oftentimes it's still interesting you're still talking to somebody who you don't know and like they're a person so they have something to say you know yeah wait did you go on any follow-up dates I did yeah how many I went on one that I can remember I think there were a couple people that I was interested in I don't Wow. Oh. We'll pause for a second. <laughs> there's, uh, there's some uh, thunderous uh, dog. Thunderous dog. I think my, I think my brother so. just got here and the dogs are like gotcha. in a tizzy. For I her. like it. It makes the whole situation very, you know, real. Liza's at her parents' house and I'm at and, – and Jeff. Sorry. Sorry, Jeff. Just left you. And I'm in L.A. <laughs> I just realized we didn't say that. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, We're sitting in the basement like of basement. my parents' house and I feel like this weird high school thing of like I should be, I don't know, like giving you a hand job or something. <laughs> She she actually is giving me a hand job, but yeah. Wait, but now I I very much have an idea that we should get together with like, well, we've had like the league founder on, but or Hinge or Bumble or someone, and set up a cool speed dating. Yeah, and that's a great idea. That would and it would be sponsored by us too, and we could get people involved who like would actually yeah. like like yeah not Jeff no shade to the Ithaca speed dating I'm sure it was very cool but like <laughs> yeah something to cuz it honestly it solves all the problems it would be a really fun event for us ooh I like it I like it that would be so fun okay oh my God, I'm excited. It. I'm excited. listeners tell us if you would come I hope yeah. you would. I'd come back to New York for Facebook group and tell us. Or if we do it in LA you can come here and we can just oh my like, God. write it off. You could have 51 okay. people on each side. 
Ooh, wow. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> I'm so excited. Incredible idea. Just really Thank in you. the spirit Thank of this you. event. Liza um, and I cannot remember to just incorporate our number into everything. Terrible brain. Yeah. Terrible brain. Oh, my God. Number. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have, let's see. We're going to read uh, a first date, maybe two first dates. We'll see how it goes. And then uh, we'll let you all go. But, uh, yeah, okay. Here's here's a new one. Jeff, do you want to read one? You mean we'll let sure. Jeff go. Poor Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right um, go. go ahead and start that one so uh i just discovered your podcast and i'm only on episode 11 it made me remember the awful date that i tried to bury deep deep down when i was 18 there was this guy who dm'd me on twitter asking for my number and i was overly naive so i went for it uh luckily the guy was a mutual friend of one of my friends we texted for about a week when he finally asked me out for coffee sounds normal right Wrong. <laughs> All caps. <laughs> he had met. He, he had me meet him twenty minutes away at a McDonald's at eleven p.m. Whoa, oh that is pretty hardcore. Uh, so romantic. Once we were there, he just went on ta- on a talking spree and did let me get a word in. I noticed something weird about the way he talked, but wasn't sure what. He brought it up and told me he actually had a slight accent because he and his family's from Germany. Sounds believable since his name and his photos collab. Uh, Collaborate it? Corroborate. Oh, corroborate. Right, right. Probably. He wants to go on a walk after a romantic McDonald's coffee over to the Lowe's parking lot into one of their display sheds. Uh, I call them mini barns, but oh, well, the same thing. Oh, my God. Also, This sounds like a romantic Yeah. Into a mini Um, barn? Like, don't mind the accent that it's 11 p.m. Come with me into this shed. Walk away. (laughs) He wanted to hook up in the shed, and I was so uncomfortable. I wanted nothing more than to make out, because that's the type of teenager I was. Overall, it was just so weird and awkward, and spoiler, he ended up going to the same college as me, and we shared a class. Yay, me. Also, my mutual friend told me that he actually just had a lisp and tries to tell new people that it's an accent. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh, Everything is All right. horrible. Uh, fast forward to now, I've gone through plenty of horrible dates, relationships, and a failed engagement and and, and ended up with the love of my life. Keep looking, girl. Yay. That's nice. That is nice. It's a nice. Oh, story. yeah. She's only yeah. on episode 11. Keep looking, girl. Was, oh, yeah. She's, I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good point. I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Aw, that's great. Man. But also, like, a McDonald's at 11 p.m. has got to be a Well, weird then place. they transition to the Lowe's, <laughs> which is, you know, that classic move. Honestly, more romantic than the McDonald's. Sure. <laughs> the mini barn at the Lowe's. Nice. Also, hardware at Jesus Christ, shut <laughs> up. I love mini barn. Also, it sounds like teenager high school. Like, okay, in high school, yeah, we would like yeah, have yeah, nowhere yeah. to go and like go you try go to and make out in the weirdest lots. places. Yeah. Not totally necessarily a mini barn at a Lowe's, more like a mini barn like, in a backyard. But sure, know. ours was just like let's drive around. Like literally, I spent the last as soon as everyone got their license, our hanging out was like let's just drive around, and we went through a lot of McDonald's drive-throughs. Mm. Like our like, hormones will poison the environment because we just have to keep driving around. Yeah, like yeah. just driving around, listening to Sublime and yeah. smoking weed in my mom's 1991 Volvo. So mm. cool, so real. <laughs> Put a little DMV in the there. Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, let's read one more because it's so great, and then we'll let everyone go. Um, okay. La, la, la. My weird date story. Uh, it's technically a second-ish date, but hopefully that's still okay. So, I met this guy at a bar and we slept together the first night. Sex was good and everything was fine and normal. We texted for a few days and then decided to meet for dinner and a movie. I was shocked, thinking this was just a one-night stand, but went for it because he seemed like a cool guy. 
Anyway, dinner and a movie went well, and then we went back to his place. We started hooking up, and we were both fully undressed and in his bed. He rolled over and turned the light on and said he had to tell me something. I had no idea what to expect, and needless to say, what came next was a shock. He, <laughs> Oh, my God. I'm scared. He, I know. <laughs> he picked up his dick and pointed to it. Oh, wow. Asking me if I could see the scar. <gasps> I could not. <laughs> Keep in mind, we had already had sex before and everything was fine. I hadn't noticed a scar or anything else unusual. Anyway, he wouldn't take no for an answer, so made me touch his scar. Sort of a mood killer, if you ask me. And then he launched into this extremely elaborate story of how he broke his penis the year earlier and had to wear a cast. (laughs) Apparently, while having sex with his ex-girlfriend, his Foreskin oh, ripped Jesus off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> he rushed to the emergency room. Oh, no, no, no. God, <laughs> With the skin in his hand. Oh, my God. <laughs> but when this he got is horrible. But when he got there, he was told he could either A, reattach the foreskin but never have feeling in his dick <gasps> again, or B, have a circumcision as a 26 year old man. The latter, well, the latter. Sophie's choice. He right picked there. the latter, yeah. <laughs> wore a cast. Couldn't have sex for months, and his girlfriend broke up with him because of it. Oh, oh, that's sad. He complained about how unfairly his girlfriend had treated him during this time. It became very apparent that he was not over his ex at all. This saga took about 10 minutes for him to explain, and all the while, I was in his bed fully naked. Oh, my my God. (laughs) He then explained, because of this, he comes quickly, so he felt he should warn me. Again, we'd already had sex before, and it was fine. He then rolled over, turned off the light, and continued to initiate sex. At that point, I had to leave. I was too weirded out and didn't know how to respond. We didn't have sex that night, and I never saw him again. Fast forward six months. I haven't seen Broken Penis Man since that night. I walk into a Starbucks, and there he is. (laughs) He turns to me in a panic. I say I'm in a rush and have to go. He observantly points out (laughs) that I have not even gotten my coffee yet. I stare down at my empty hands, stare at him, and then sprint out of the store. Yikes. <laughs> and that is the story of Broken Penis Man and the weirdest sexual encounter of my life. Okay, happy dating. Go on a date. All that good stuff. <laughs> it's like wow. he thought he had, like, something you really, like, like, a, like, like a, a micro-penis or something you really needed yeah, to tell her about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, oh, I mean, I get the insecurity about it, especially if his ex-girlfriend, like, broke up with him over it. Like, it makes sense that he would have some insecurity about yeah. it. But also, like, they already had sex. That's the thing. Like, I'm glad she kept restating that. Also, yeah. like, you're an incredible writer. Wait, I missed. Was this the first? No, this was the second time they had sex. Second time they had sex. So they had a okay. one night, like, a drunken one night stand. And then this is their second, date. like, date. Yeah. Okay. But, like, wow. she was like, it's fine. Like, we already had sex. Like, this yeah. is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I was worried, I wouldn't Sounds like he was, like, again. ashamed of it. It's like, dude, like. Why? I mean, your penis broke. That sucks, you know? Well, he said he sometimes comes quickly. No, no, no. Well, okay. But he was sure. like, touch it. Who doesn't? Wasn't he like, touch it? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't he like, sorry. No, I sounded, I feel like he had one too many wine coolers or something. This seems yeah. weird if it's the second time. Again, no shade. Like, I, yeah. I've also heard of dicks breaking, <laughs> like, just from not foreskin, like, just from, like, um, someone penis. being on top and stuff. Just Totally, like oh, you hit God. that wrong angle. Oh, Jesus Christ. I know. Jeff, Jeff. Oh, why did we read this when Jeff was on? This is quite <laughs> cruel of us. Um, well, you know. You know what? Sex is complicated. I think the main happens. reason she yeah. left, or I think, is just because she was like, ah, oh, dude's not over his ex. Which, like, Do, you know what? Yeah. I've gotten yeah. 
to a point where I'm like, oop, mentioning that dude again. Oopsie. Or do you think it's because she couldn't get the image of him holding his own foreskin in his hands <laughs> at the hospital? <laughs> I mean, I... that really turns me on. So <laughs> That is perhaps the gnarliest thing I've ever heard. Yes, yeah, Charlie. <laughs> I think he's just maybe having PTSD and we'll give him a break. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he definitely, you know what? He went through something and he yeah. gets a break. But also, like, I think you probably did the right thing by being like, cool, okay, like, maybe see you never. Also, I would, yeah. like, run out of a Starbucks if I just, like, had ever, like, I'm so awkward with people from my past. Like, broken penis or not, like, just, yeah. I, I, I get that. Yeah, it's deeply the worst. Should we title this episode Broken Penis? Yeah, it'll get a lot of listens, actually. <laughs> That's a clickbaity. Uh, yeah, I like that. What yeah. It feels Q&A. great for my Isn't future career. from uh, Insecure? Um, but that's Broken Pussy. Broken Pussy. Broken but this pussy. is the sequel, Broken, broken Penis. Pussy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, cool. Way now. Well. Well. Should we wrap it up? <laughs> totally. Into it. Cool, smooth transition. Good job, Liza. So, uh, podcast over. (laughs) Podcast over. We have to extend a huge round of applause. Thank you, Jeff. (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us, even though I basically was like, you're joining us. (laughs) And my. No, this is great. This was very fun. My pleas seem to have worked because I see some new reviews on iTunes. So, thank you very much, listeners. Rate, subscribe, review if you can. It helps us a ton, a ton. And we like being in charts. So, if you. Do that. We might be in them again. Um, and then we might be able to, like, throw a speed dating event. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. No, but thank you so much for all the things. We had really, really totally. good listens last week, and it was just Liza and I, which was pretty cool for us. Yeah, Usually it was awesome. it takes a good guest to get that many listens. So thank you very, very much. We love you so much. And keep sending in those worst – they don't have to be first. Weird dates, good dates, bad dates, any dates to – five one Broken penis dates. 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. Yeah, send in your weird sex things, even if they weren't, um, you know, on a first date. That's totally cool. Oh, my cool. God, yeah. Send us your, like, weirdest sex stories. I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, whatever, you know. And That should be the new story. That should be the new first thing we ask guests when they come on. It's like, mm-hmm. instead of what's your worst first date, like, what's your worst weird sex story? No, JK. Um, yeah, don't worry. But you can also you- follow us on Insta at Five one first dates pod. Yeah. And, and join you, the secret Facebook group. Yep. And post in it and comment on people's things and be super cool. And I don't know. What else, Liza? Is that it? I think that's it. Okay. And yeah. Well, um, follow Jeff on Instagram at just kidding. Don't worry, I won't do that to you. <laughs> but JK, JK, JK. Jeff, Jeff sees for the win. Jeff sees for the win. I miss you both dearly, Liza and Jeff, since I'm in L.A. Miss you too. We miss I miss L.A. Jeff and L.A. Liza when we had that crazy night in Venice. That was fun. <laughs> Come back. We'll be back. We'll, be, we'll for sure be back. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> why am <laughs> yeah. I not better? I guess that yeah. the listeners don't need to listen, hear all of this. But So basically, what I'm saying is, yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. And yeah, totally. Yeah. As always, shall we also, sign off? Yes. We always sign off by saying, go on a date. Go on a date. Oh, I thought. Yeah, I thought Jeff was going to say it. Go on a date. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Love you guys. Bye. (laughs) A big shout out to Anthony from Five Ohm for making us sound really good in post. And you should check Five Ohm out online at fiveohm.com. And that's spelled F I V E O H M. Ohm. 
our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.